This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Mattoon, and today we have certified life coach, businesswoman, and manifester Christina Medina on. We talk about manifesting your dreams, getting out of the hustle and bustle mindset, and in alignment with yourself, especially if, like me, you have fallen off the spiritual train and need a little nudge back on and maintaining your personal energy in a world where chaos is being thrown around in every direction you look. Without further ado, enjoy. I spent all day looking at your stuff and listening to so many of your podcasts, and I am so happy that I like really dove in because I've been feeling not connected to my spirituality. And I'm so excited to have you on because I know so many listeners of mine are dreamers and creators and we're all trying to figure it out all together. And so I think they are going to love to hear from you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like the best way to figure it out is together. So I, you know, I, uh, I'm also a dreamer and creative and Um, Just love to share that kind of energy and just that kind of inspiration that we all are creators to, you know, creators of the life that we want. Totally. Right. So you do so many things in your practice and manifestation is one of the biggest modalities. Um, And I'm interested, how did you get involved with your spirituality? Have you always been spiritual or did something happen? Um, I have always been I've always been spiritual and creative just as a child. Like I was like the loner creative child, but I also had like this highly talkative self as well, you know, and love to connect with people. And so I feel that I was, I was always connected to this, what I call like my inner guide, um, since childhood, anytime I had, uh, an issue or really needed to make a decision, I knew to go in my bedroom and just be in the quiet. And I knew that if if I really wanted the answer, then the answer would come to me. So I think in, in that respect, I was spiritual, but I had to go through a pretty long dark night of the soul <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Okay. To get there. So before, um, before you realize 
that you needed to do that, it wasn't inherent to know to trust your gut or, or did you always have an inkling? I went through a long phase of, you know, I, when I was a child and again, like many of us as children, we're very intuitive and we're very connected to that. And through circumstances and things like, you know, like people, places and things happen to us that kind of can cut us off or make us doubt that or are we're not allowed to trust that, you know, yeah. because maybe we're fearful of being like the bad child or something like that. And so we don't want to speak out against something. Um, I grew up in a situation where I was, um, you know, I had narcissistic mother who went through a lot of abuse in her own childhood. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of bled into my childhood. And so I spent a lot of my time um, around like the elders in my family who suffered from alcoholism and PTSD from being in, in various wars like Vietnam War and Korean War, things like that. And so I saw a lot of adults that were dealing with a lot of inner turmoil. And so I was always taking care of them in some way, trying to cheer them up, trying to make them feel better. So I suppressed a lot of my own kind of intuitive nature um, in terms of trusting myself and trusting my gut, suppressing my feelings, my needs and wants and things like that. Um, And then making a lot of bad choices And I think, you know, it just like somewhere along the way that got, there was a disconnection. Yes. And that long, dark night of the soul that I mentioned, um, I always had this voice, like my inner voice speaking to me, kind of trying to guide me, but Mm -hmm. I didn't always listen to it. So when you ask, like, did you always trust it? I did. And then I stopped. And now I do. <laughs> so. Yeah. So the transition between kind of getting bogged down by all the external stimuli around you and realizing that you are disconnected. How do you, if, if anyone is a little bit lost on their journey right now, or like me has fallen off a little bit spiritually, how would you say is the best way to kind of get back on the right track or how to reconnect with yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the simplest of things, honestly, and we hear it over and over again is meditation. I mean, that is the act of just being with yourself. I get up very early in the morning just so I can have that time alone because I live in New York City and it's a very demanding city, all demands all around me constantly. So that little bit of quiet time in the morning as the sun comes up is like the perfect time for me because that's when I feel most connected to myself. And uh, I've fallen off many times, you know, I feel like the the space in between gets shorter, like the more consciously you are aware of kind of falling off and then getting back on, you know, you can kind of sense when you've disconnected from that like inner mm-hmm. self. And so, you know, I have moments too. I'm a human being like living in this human world. So, mm-hmm. right. Especially in New York, it's easier to kick you off. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it's really <laughs> funny because I talk to people all the time and I'm like, you know, I feel like my most self in that morning time when I meditate and then and then in the very like late evening. But it's like throughout the middle of that day, I'm like this soup full of different types of people. And totally. so, you know, and I'm also an empath. So I'm like picking up things all the time. But again, just to answer your question, you know, it's it's the simplest things, you know, to just meditate, set a timer on your phone and just sit in the quiet and allow yourself to get used to 
being alone in the quiet because I feel like so many times we're we go through this phase of just like not wanting to be alone Mm -hmm. and that's when we start to kind of disconnect or not able to be alone because sometimes we are craving that alone time yet yes Right. Yeah. Well said. I had a friend that told me he was trying to get me into meditation a couple of years ago and he's very much into it and still is. But at the time I was just like, I can't meditate. It's so hard for me. And then I was like, I also don't have time to meditate. I'm like, oh, I'm doing so many things. And he's like, everyone that says that they don't have to, time to meditate are the people that should be meditating, <laughs> like to find the time. Totally. Exactly. He said it. He said it very well, actually. Um, that's why I get up really in the, early in the morning. You know, it's, you don't, I think part of the thing is people think they have to meditate for 20 minutes um, or they have to meditate for a certain amount of time. And I think when you get back into the swing of it, I I have found when I've fallen off, I have a little um, Excel spreadsheet. So I'm kind of weird like that, but I have a little Excel spreadsheet and I'll log the meditation and the breath work. And then I like to just journal a little, little bit about it in one of the spreadsheet cells. Sure. So I can keep track of that stuff and I'll just kind of write about what came up and it's also my accountability. So I know that if I can do this for, you know, 30 days that within that time, it's just going to become something that I crave because I will have experienced the benefits of it. So Mm -hmm. it's like just kind of having that little visual accountability tracker has really helped me um, when I've had those moments where I've kind of like, uh, you know, you start, you start doing other things, you know, in that time. And so, you know, just like us all, I think it's just having those things that kind of bring you back and recognizing that. And again, that's connecting to yourself again, feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel disconnected. Yeah. And it does make such a difference that now that we're talking about it, and I've been thinking about this heavy for the past couple of days because I've further and further felt like I'm on this hamster wheel of of this economy. You know, now that the world is coming back together a little bit um, in, you know, in terms of like business, um, it's just like everyone's go, go, go. No one's kind of like having peace and understanding and like taking it slow anymore. And, you know, like through COVID, it felt like everybody was a little bit more gentle with themselves. And now everyone's back and like expecting all these things and deadlines. And it's really crazy. It makes me forget how good I felt when I was really in tune with myself. And, and I'm like, now I'm craving it because I do remember when I was getting up and meditating or even going to Pilates or cooking my food. Like now I'm just eating snacks in between my home office in another room. Like I'm, I'm not even taking time for myself to nourish myself. I, that's how I know. That's when I knew I like fell off too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand all your points and I've gone through that, those phases as well too. Like even just when everything kind of started bouncing back in New York City as well, because I do many things and I have a couple different businesses and um, the real estate market in New York City started picking up and Mm -hmm. um, it got very busy. And I have several friends that are in the industry and I've coached them and, you know, just done a lot of work with them. And um, I think it's really about remembering that you're deserving of those good boundaries and that you deserve that time where you can kind of check out. It's very hard to disconnect from that or to allow yourself those healthy boundaries. 
um, because it can be a little bit scary. Like entrepreneurship can definitely be scary and you feel a lot of pressures and different things that, you know, that are coming at you. But I also, also think that it's, you know, you perform your best when you have those moments when you can step back and take simple pleasures um, and really or have those times for simple pleasures. So you can really enjoy like cooking, like you said, or going to Pilates. I mean, I love going to Pilates. And when you go to Pilates, you strengthen your core. And when you strengthen your core, you strengthen your solar plexus. So you're, you stand more firm in your confidence and in your confidence to make decisions as well as feeling that intuitive impulse too. Right. That's so important. And you talk so much about manifestation in your work and with it, I guess we could start there. If, if somebody's listening, they probably know what manifestation is, but if they don't, what in your way is the easiest uh, way to explain calling? I guess that was just say like calling in what you, what you want, but in your words. Well, I think that my view of manifestation is a little bit different than the trendy version of manifestation because the kind of manifestation that I work with, you know, my clients and that I speak of on the podcast is really more about having a lifestyle that's in alignment with what is naturally available to you. So, you know, manifestation is about um, aligning yourself with, you know, it can be on, on one aspect, very spiritual, and then on the other aspect, very like tangible goal oriented. So, I feel that that's like kind of the the three-dimensional spectrum of it, you know, that it's spiritual. Um, you can write in your journal and you can have mantras and just different things like that. And you can have a vision board and you're trying to uh, obtain these goals. But I, I feel that it goes beyond that. And it really has a lot to do with your um, alignment, like your energetic alignment, the chakras, your kind of vibrational frequency, you know, doing work with energy and clearing away, you know, as an empath, I pick up a lot of other energies. I've learned to recognize when that stuff is not mine. When I clear that away, then I'm in a higher vibrational alignment with love, light and abundance. So I'm going to get super spiritual on you. Yeah, please. Um, but I feel that when you can remove all this stuff and I think of it like you can think of it like mud on tires or, you know, just something that's not naturally there that attaches to you through, you know, wear and tear on living. And mm -hmm. it's necessary to clear it off because when you are clear of all this stuff, you are then able to align with all things that are abundant and um, of a higher vibrational energy and frequency. So it's not really about trying to manifest one thing or a car or a thousand dollars or just something like like something like that. It's really more like, oh, now I've expanded my world. I've expanded my universe to be open to many opportunities that will naturally align me with greater things that I could, I could um, imagine with my own like brain, like my own mind and my own perception of what's possible in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just thinking about it. There is like two versions in of what I've seen of manifestation. I think I've experience both in my lifetime. Cause I do remember just like writing goal, goals lists or like making kind of a vision board. But like, I think that if it's just that, would you say that that could never come true? I mean, it could, if it's like you have hard work and you have deadlines and stuff, or is it like you must raise your vibration in order for those things to even be, um, an opportunity? 
No. I mean, sorry, let me explain it like this. When I first started, that's how I started off. So that was like my segue into it. I I used to lie in bed for what felt like an eternity, trying so hard to visualize the life that I wanted and trying to feel that I had it. And I have, I kept all of them. I have so many old journals where I would write the same mantra like over and over again. And I do believe that those things work and those things are like the segue into just where you're you're kind of more um you know it opens it's really interesting because i've been on this journey for a little over 10 years yeah i think it's been a little over 10 years and it's opened up more and more things to me and so it's like mm-hmm. kind of a natural progression evolution along like a path and and then on that journey you start to realize more and more things where it becomes now I don't need to write stuff down because I, it's just like I know how to get into that place within my mind and feel that feeling and, and imagine it can be so. And then I, it's just up to me to keep my energy in the right place, but authentically because you're going to have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And when you hit that down moment, it's like, wait a minute. OK, so this is my opportunity. I need to number one rest. If I'm feeling down, I need to do something kind for myself today. I need to just embrace how I feel because if I fight it, that's actually using more energy to try to fight feeling down. So it's okay to have those lower energy days. That's part of the natural cycle. But it's like, what do you do with those moments when you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, I think that's exactly what I was feeling that these past couple of months, just taking on so much more work. And I think our bodies will tell us. Um, a lot of the people that I have on this podcast are also like entrepreneurs and creators. And it's like, we we are like collecting hobbies and collecting businesses and always have so many ideas that we don't take time for ourselves a lot of the time. And as much as I'm trying to get away from the concept that burnout is a badge of honor, and I definitely know that it's not, it's ingrained in my brain because as I was growing up, like my mom didn't go to college and my dad is an immigrant from the Philippines. And so both of them had very different work ethics, but were like, you need to work hard so that you can be successful. Like my mom didn't have the money to go to college and my dad was forced to go to college. So it's like, I was imparted with both sides of the spectrum of hard work. And so I think I'm addicted to it. And I think that's really hard for me when I get when I get kicked off the path, because when I'm on the path and I'm I'm spiritually sound and I feel mostly myself, like I feel so much more authentic and I feel much happier. My anxiety is lower. It's great. But then when a new job comes in or my calendar gets filled up and then I start, it's like food if I'm super hungry and I'm like, oh my God, more popcorn, uh, more like junk food. And it, but it's still at the same time nourishing because I do, I work in creative fields. And so it's like podcasting or videos or interior design and creation. It's hard to balance where work and play and passion start to to meddle because I also feel like I'm working with my higher self when I am creating. So it's really confusing for me and I I get kicked off a ton. And so right now I think I'm like, okay, I need to calm down because I think to, to like make this all go back to the beginning of what I was saying is like your body will tell you how you're feeling before your mind does. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I think I I totally, everything you're saying, I totally resonate with because, um, I'm also very self-motivated and I find, 
I have a lot of passion and a lot of interest in, in different things. I mean, I have like three businesses, so, yeah. you know, I totally understand. And I'm always like, I get very excited and I love information and I love reading. And, you know, it's like, if I can learn about this and maybe then I should offer this and maybe it should evolve mm-hmm. to this. And it's like, okay, so not only am I writing a book, but I'm also doing this mentorship thing and I'm also creating a product too. And then I'm also selling real estate and I'm, right. I'm I have investment property, you know, like stuff like that, you know? So I totally understand. And I think you are right. This is about getting in tune and in touch with your body because your body will absolutely tell you. Um, but here's two things I would say. Yes, your body will absolutely tell you. And that's when you need to pay attention because Yes. When you're in that flow and you're in that creative flow, you are like you are connected to your higher self. Absolutely. Because you're getting that creative energy just flowing to you. Mm -hmm. And it's really beautiful when that's happening because you feel most alive in that state. But also as a, a person to naturally or who naturally defaults to doing a lot and just being really excited about a lot and wanting to put your hand in so many different things, it is extremely important important that you have at least a few, like a morning routine. That's what I would say. At least that time in the morning that you commit to yourself and, mm-hmm. and then a way, a way to like start your day and a way to end your day. So I don't know, I can give you some examples for myself, but you know, I'll have my morning routine where I do meditation and breath work. And then, um, I will either work on like, like writing the book or I'll, um, read something, you know, like as research or something like that. So I dedicate that time to connecting to myself and taking care of myself. But then on the other end of the day, I also have this sort of bath ritual that I do to kind of close out my day. And I, and I use it, I call it my manifestation bath, but it's like to clean off everything that I've accumulated throughout the day. So when I go to sleep, it's like, I am back like fresh and new in the morning. So those are the ways, like the rituals that I at least give to myself at the beginning and the ending of the day. And then everything else can be like whatever I want to do in the middle. Yeah, I really love bookending that, especially with the bath of washing off everything that you've accumulated, because I was reading this book about deep work, which is essentially getting yourself into the mindset of of doing like really productive, no um no distraction environments for productivity. And one of the things that they said was multitasking is really difficult for the human brain because when we go from one thing to another, we have a tension residue that's still kind of left over here. Or maybe you just sent an email and then the email came back, but now you're doing something else. So you can't actually focus on that, but it's in the back of your mind. And what you're saying is like the spiritual version of that, of you are prepping the slate clean so that ne- the next morning you wake up with a clean slate and you don't have whatever was left over from the stresses from last night or the work day. And I think I'm really missing that because I will work until I'm tired, like sleeping at my computer. And then I'll, and I now that I'm saying this, I know how unhealthy it sounds because it wasn't like this before, <laughs> but it got there. And, and that's just where I am right now. You know what? The important thing is that you realize it, yes, you know, and that 100%. you recognize what's going on. And, you know, I want to inject a little bit of Reiki in this because we all have the power to do energy work on ourselves. So you don't have to have a Reiki certification or anything like that. But when you're either showering or taking your bath, you want to visualize like 
you can and and you can do this during the day too. Um, anytime you have a bad experience, I will literally do this if I have like a, a moment where someone says something rude to me on the street or I, someone bumps into me on the street or something happens, I will start like moving the energy off of my skin. So I know this is not a video podcast, but basically you take your hands and you basically kind of wipe down your arm from your shoulder down to your wrist, wiping off like whatever mm. may have stuck to you. So you can, and you can do this in the shower and you could do this in the bath. And I do a lot of visualization. So when I'm in the shower, it's like I'm cleaning off all the stuff that has accumulated on me through the day. Or if I'm mm. soaking in the bath, I'm cleaning it all off. It's being, it's going into the water. And then when I um, empty the bath, it's going down the drain and it's gone. Right. So there's some, oh, I love that. Some, and it's a ritual. I mean, I have like essential oils that I put in and I put Epsom salts in and I set an intention for each one of the ingredients. So they all do something. And, and specifically the essential or the um, Epsom salts, it's known for detoxifying the skin. So I'm like, just remove everything negative that is blocking me from being in, in alignment with love, light, in abundance. And so it's like, right. whatever stuff is stuck to me, just like take it all off, <laughs> yeah. suck it out of me and let it go down the drain. That I love that so much. I, when you're talking about visualization, visualization and Reiki, I, the, I, I haven't gotten that far in my spiritual journey of like, I'm not very familiar with Reiki or sh- I know about chakras because, um, it's, embedded in all of the work, um, and also in Pilates too. Um, but I'm wondering about colors. So I know the, the chakras are in different places, but they're also different colors. And so when you're visualizing something like taking the, um, everything that you got on in the daytime, are you just visualizing like actual things like, uh, like barnacles? Are you doing like colors? Well, I think you can do whatever you want. I mean, I personally, I, I visualize that I can remove a feeling oh. that sounds really probably out there, but I, I can visualize a feeling or a memory and I visualize removing that. But I think you could totally do colors and you could start from the root chakra, you know, in with red and then just go all the way up, like the colors of the rainbow, all the way up through your chakras. Or sometimes um, I use different analogies. I love analogies. So I love that you said barnacles um, <laughs> because I even use the analogy of going to the dentist and how they remove the plaque from your teeth. So you oh, can yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. you want, you know, I've even been like on the treadmill and I've been running, you know, and I've imagined as I'm flying down the highway, all these parts are popping off of me and I'm like I'm like this old clunker car you know flying down the highway and pieces are falling off and underneath and I'm this beautiful new car you know whatever kind of car sports car whatever car you associate yourself with so you could you know there's a lot of ways to kind of release things and you can have fun with it you don't I mean I think that's part of it is you know like I have fun with removing the negative energy because I've, I've even shared it with friends. I'm like, Ooh, we're just going to take that right off of us. You know, we're just going to wipe it all off, you know, and you can just have fun with it. I mean, that that's actually really good because that raises your vibration when you can just kind of like, it's almost like when you're a kid again and you could just kind of imagine and just have fun with that. Yeah. I think that's such a great takeaway tip for this first half. I'm really excited to, after the break, get into something that I heard on your podcast that you were talking about called a caterpillar transition or like the caterpillar phase. So we'll take a quick break and we will be right back to get into all of that. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we are back and I want to hear from you before I have so many follow-up questions, but you mentioned the caterpillar transition. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I think that you know, my whole life has been about um, transforming or transformation. And I came I, I came from um, a family that really just didn't have a lot. Poverty, you know, I was kicked out of my home when I was a teenager, just a lot of adversity. And so in my life, I've always been this kind of person who's about transformation. Like I've transformed my life so many times. And I love, you know, just the story of a caterpillar and the different phases of a caterpillar. You know, there's in, in the, the interesting part about it is I, you know, I did have a podcast where we talked about it, but I had so many of the listeners reach out to me saying, I feel like I resonate with this. I just saw a caterpillar the other day and I thought wow. I'm like a caterpillar, you know, when you go into like the chrysalis phase where you're kind of cocooning and, um, I feel that I have a cocooning face or face phase <laughs> every year where it's like, and I, again, it's part of the cycle. Everything comes back in a cycle and mm-hmm. the cocooning phase is really about um, the self-love and nurturing that we give to ourselves. So, and sometimes we need to go within and we need to be in that cocoon for a longer period of time where we just maybe aren't feeling social or where we need to go within. Maybe it's a time of learning. Maybe it's a time of just caring for ourselves. Maybe it's a time of self-improvement. But then when we're ready, we come out and we emerge back out into the world as a transformed slash up-leveled version of ourselves. And so I feel like it's been like a constant in my life, like always. And then with each time going up. And so, you know, a lot of the work that I do with people, I feel like I am holding space for them to cocoon. And that's part of like the next phase of even just like the stuff that I'm going to be doing with my investments is creating spaces for people to cocoon themselves. You know, especially, yeah, especially busy New Yorkers or people in general who are just busy, but I feel like it, it came from my own need as a New Yorker to mm-hmm. just get out of the city. But, you know, I, 
and, and the idea came through COVID as well, because it wasn't like you could go to a retreat somewhere in Costa Rica or something like that. I mean, it, you know, you can now, but I mean, it, yeah. at that time, and I thought it would just be really amazing to have a place where you can go for just like a long weekend or mm-hmm. even an overnight and just stay and be within this cocoon space or longer term, you know, and just, just have this space where you can be supported and, and be able to explore and feel that it's okay. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of times it can be scary to just kind of shut ourselves out a little bit and go within. Like we think that's negative that we're always supposed to be social and we're always supposed to be out there and promoting ourselves and doing this and doing that. And I think that it's a part of the self-care, self-love aspect of like just being a human that we need to learn to embrace a little bit more. Yeah, that is interesting. It makes me think about social media when you're talking about promoting yourself and being out there, even though even through COVID too, like even if you're not out being social in person and depleting energy that way, I mean, I get depleted because I'm an introvert, but even online, it's an energy shift and an energy transformation. Trans, not a transformation, but it's uh, transferring. A transference of energy. Yeah, it's an energy yeah. exchange. Absolutely. And it can be can be one where you're giving a lot of energy out, and you, but you're not replenishing energy coming back. Right. So I'm thinking even, even in terms of not even having to go to a, a place for that, anyone listening, like, how do we kind of protect ourselves and almost give ourselves that supportive cocooning space to get away from social media? How do you, do you, yeah, I guess, like, how do you balance that in a world where it feels like social media is taking away and lowering a vibration? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like a whole other podcast for <laughs> sure. <laughs> because I, I go back and forth. There's a, there's a part of me, number one, um, that just feels like I, I didn't get this idea myself. This was an idea I got from someone in a, um, a mastermind group. And she is, she messages every person who follows her on her social media. And if they don't respond to her, then she doesn't allow them to follow her wow. <laughs> and because her social media, she doesn't right. care if it's not huge. She just wants it of people that she interacts with. So it's, it's almost like a membership, like a free membership, you know, where right. she's sharing her content with them and they're people that are actually exchanging with her. So she's getting like this energy exchange. Change. And wow. so there's a part of me that is really like, I, I wasn't ready to go for it completely, you know, and I've been thinking about it more and more. And I feel like I'm most likely going to do that because I feel like there's a lot that goes out there and I'm still a human being. And so I'm going to slip in those moments where I'm still a human and I'm still ego based. And I still want, you know, I put all this stuff out there and I still want people to appreciate it, you know, and maybe it doesn't get seen or whatever. And so it's like, you start to feel like, is anyone watching? Is there any relevance to doing this? And uh, so it's like, yeah, I'm a human. I can slip into that. I know how to pull myself back out of it. But I feel like what is, you know, why do I need to have a large following? And why can't it just be the people that truly interact? You know, Mm -hmm. and then there is more of an energy exchange in that way. Because when someone responds to something saying, thank you so much, you know, that really helped me. That's what I live for. You know, that's like why I do it because I'm obviously I'm doing it to serve. So it's like when someone, when it impacts someone, it feels good. And so, yeah, you're getting that energy back. You feel like, yes, you know, you feel good because it's like, so it helped someone. 
So it's, I I don't know. I think it's really tough, you know, with social media. I I still, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. (laughs) Honestly, same. Yeah. And I, I spent my 10 formative years, my early 20s, like living on it. And so it's interesting. I also don't know how I feel about it. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's it's very, it's a whole, that you're right, it is another podcast, but I did ask people on Instagram the other day, what they were interested in, because I was trying to understand social media because it keeps changing. And so right now it's all about, you know, finding your niche and serving that particular audience. And that's, that's so fascinating that you bring up the actually having a community because there's so many people that either are bots or don't even see your stuff or whatever it is. And so the people that I was really resonating with on my story the other day, They were also people that wanted to leave corporate jobs and go into a creative field, which is what I did. But I don't share that story very often. So I I would love to talk a little bit with you about it because you talk so much about transitions. And I think that would be really nice for all these people to hear because with a caterpillar cocooning into a butterfly phase, there's so much along that and so much to, I guess, reach next level dreams as you call them and and kind of get, taking the leap into where they don't know if the net is going to appear but you know getting away from something stable like a salary or a job that you've been at for so long even though you don't love it if you want to be a writer or a director or a painter or a choreographer it that's a definite transition so I'd love to dig into to transitioning with you. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a really spiritual answer to that. <laughs> okay. Um, because there's all the practical aspects like, you know, don't leave your corporate job until you start making da da da. You know, we all know the practical, like mm-hmm. of this earth kind of like things your parents would tell you kind of like, this is what you should do sort of thing. But um, I do believe because I left my corporate job, um, I had a really like solid career and um, I walked away from that. And a lot of people thought that I was like, I'm sure they thought I was crazy to do that. <laughs> um, and it was something that I really wanted and I worked very, very hard for, but I was ultimately not happy and my energy was very low and there were, there were health things and just different things like that, that were a result of that. So I felt the need to, make a transition 
into doing what I love full time and having more freedom in that way, because it did actually afford me some freedom to have my hands in multiple things. So um, the spiritual aspect of that was I really had to be in a place of being in alignment with a vision of who I wanted to be, as well as consistently tapping into what I call my inner guide and having that strong relationship. Because I am a very intuitive person and I make a lot of decisions based on my gut. But I, like we already spoke on, I didn't, there was a phase when I did not acknowledge that wisdom or that innate wisdom. And so I really feel that the strongest thing that you can do as someone who wants to transition from like a steady paycheck into something that's more creative or more entrepreneurial is you really do need to have that really strong connection with this inner guide and have that spiritual aspect because that is what will get you through. Some people have religion. I'm, I myself am not a religious person, but some people have religion and that's what helps get them through. I am more of a spiritual person. I have this um, relationship with my inner guide. I believe that God is in all things, including us, ourselves. And so I feel that we all have that information and knowledge accessible to us. And so without that strong spiritual aspect of of who I envision myself being, I could get really lost and I could feel very scared and I could feel very down because I've, I've gone through that phase. I know what the alternative is for me and I refuse to let myself be caught up in fear. And in fact, as I've let myself kind of grow as this person, I can see when other people are caught up in fear and I can recognize when they're doing the things that they're doing or perhaps treating me in a certain way rooted in fear. And so it's not for me to change them, you know, but it's for me to be aware that, hey, this doesn't really have anything to do with me. It's I see what what what's happening here. But I also then it allows me to see how I could easily be slip right into that fear based thinking if I didn't have this um spiritual relationship with my inner guide with like this, the universe or the God within, you know, whatever, however you want to describe it or or label it, but I call it my inner guide. Yeah. How long would you, I, this is a a question that my therapist would be like, there's, you can't ask questions like this, (laughs) but, um, it, for for anyone, um, she, she only saying that because like, I'm always trying to put a timeline on like self growth, but (laughs) if somebody is just starting the work of, you know, awakening their inner self and trying to meet their inner guide and really start developing that trust, how long would you say that it could take? I mean, it could happen overnight. I mean, honestly, I believe that it all depends on how badly you want to have that connection, like how how much you want to connect and how willing you are to. Um, I think it's like there's a certain level of vulnerability because sometimes we worry about what other people might think of us if we start becoming too spiritual. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if you the more um, authentic you can be with yourself and more in alignment with you could be. So first I think like you kind of need to determine 
who is it you want to be in this world, you know, and then like connect with yourself. And does that connection with self, is that a part of the picture? Because it, if you want to strengthen that connection with that inner guide, it absolutely should be a part of the picture. So if you're embarrassed about that kind of thing, you know, I'm not saying that all people are, but sometimes people can be very rooted in scientific thinking and they might think, oh, that just sounds like a little too out there. And I mean, I have people that I know very well who will say like, oh, you know, like that. And I'm like, well, I am like, oh, like that, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And do you see where it's gotten me? You know, it's gotten me very far because I've been this way. So I don't think you should really knock it until you try it. So in terms of timeline, you know, I mean, if you, here's what I say. Like I said, it could happen overnight, but if you really want to get a practical timeline, if you start working with just meditating every day, eight minutes a day, five minutes a day, something like that, and you commit to doing it for, let's say, 30 days, and you start just kind of documenting how you're feeling when you're doing it, I think you're going to already just tap into it and you're going to feel those feelings and then recommit every 30 days. And I, you know, I think it could, it could happen in as little as 30 days. I mean, that's weird. I don't want it to sound like 30 days connected to your inner eye. <laughs> like a challenge. But I know, but I think it really could. And, you know, because a lot of this just becomes like, can you immerse yourself in like this habit? Can you create the habit? And I think it's, what is it? It's 21 days to form a habit, 90 days to make a life change, something like that. So um, this was something they taught us in coaching, like, God, that was 10 years ago, but a long time ago. So, but anyway, if you wanted to put some kind of timeline on it, I would say commit to 30 days of just doing a meditation and just note taking after like what came up for me, you know, how did I feel, you know, and if you're doing that, then you can kind of start tracking the feelings you have and just kind of naturally see how you progress. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so that's in a way a scientific study. Kind of. Yeah, 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 totally. So for anybody listening that maybe hasn't done meditative work or has gone into therapy yet because the the, the terminology, like what is coming up for you, um, I would love to like explore that just a little bit so that nobody's in the dark here of what if they are meditating and and they think nothing is coming up or or they don't know how to identify what is coming up. Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I think that meditation is what it is. And I think that we need to all, number one, it's going to be different for all of us because we're just different people with different minds. So the meditative experience could be constantly thinking of things that you need to do, you know, or it could be like you have a realization that comes up or perhaps you go into a meditation with like, I need to figure out this problem, you know, and something comes up for you. You know, I feel like there's various types of meditation and I've used it visualization. I've used meditation to help me come up with a solution. Um, and I've used meditation to control anxiety. So I've, I've used it for many different things and I've used it just to connect to my inner guy, connect to myself. Um, I think the important thing is breath work, just the breathing part of it. I think that meditation helps us connect to being in our physical body and realizing that we're a mind and a physical body and we're like a spirit in a body as well. So it's like we're getting just a little more present in our physical body. And we do that because we are connecting to our breath. We're breathing in and we're breathing out. 
we're sitting down, we're feeling that we're in our body. And I think that just helps make us more aware and make us just more present. And, you know, I, I just think that if people can just detach from what they think it should be and just sit there with their breath, I think that will be beneficial and it will just naturally evolve. You know, I'm, I'm more of like a, a natural flow into things. I think that we will naturally align with where we want to be, you know, in quotation marks or where we think we should be. We'll just naturally get into this flow of connection with self if we just show up every day. Mm-hmm. And drop the expectation because the expectation is the human mind. And that's what we're trying not to, you know, like paint a certain picture of something. You know, it's just like, just show up, just close your eyes, just breathe. And if you keep doing that for 30 days, <laughs> then right. you'll eventually, it will naturally evolve. You know, you will naturally evolve if you just keep recommitting to that. Yeah. I have one more question before we wrap up, but we've mentioned visualization a few times and visualizing this, the self that you want to be. When you talk about visualization of that person, of like the future me, what exactly should I be visualizing? Like, should I be thinking about like how this person like walks? How, what does she wear? How does she talk? What does she do in the mornings at night? Like, what should I be visualizing of this next version of me? Okay. So that, those are all things. Yes. That you could do. I think that, you know, if you have a picture in your mind, like let's say the you one year from now, that's a really easy one to do. The you one year from now, what will she have accomplished? Number one, this could be a journal exercise or it could be just something you just kind of imagine and visualize. What does she accomplish? How does she feel about what she's accomplished? Okay, so you're you're allowing yourself to kind of um, live in that alternate reality now by imagining that. What does she do every day? This has helped me a lot because I like I said, I've kind of. had some transformation like multiple times and it's like, okay, what does Christina from one year look like? What is she, what did she accomplish? How does she feel about all those things that she accomplished? Um, How does she now feel about her life? How does she feel about like her next level goals? Because what one year, like me now, her one, my one year goals from now being in that, that version of myself will also have new like dreams for her life Mm -hmm. a year from then. So it's like, you can kind of start playing with this idea. And yeah, of course, you know, if, if, if transforming your physical appearance is part of it, then you should absolutely do that. Because if that's an important aspect of this next level version of you, then yeah. I mean, does she dress differently? Does she wear hair different? You know, does she just walk different because she feels differently about her life? You know, so those are absolutely things. I mean, and those are fun things to play with. Yeah. I, it's like uh, emotional dress up kind of. Yeah. I love that you said the feeling part because I am such a feeler. And I was talking to my friend the other day about how I was feeling disconnected with myself and how I'm not feeling anything. And, and she was like, that's really astonishing because like you're one of the biggest feelers that I know. And I think that's when she said that I knew that I was a little too, too far disconnected. I was like, I am a feeler and I'm not feeling anything because I'm so inundated with work right now. But I love that you brought in, how do you feel about the things that you accomplish? Because when I do 
one year, six months, five year goals, which I, I feel like I do every single day. I'm like, by the end of this year and the, by the end of next year, like I did that this morning and I probably did it two days ago. I'm always trying to do more things, but I never write how I'm going to feel about it. Like I, sometimes I, when I'm making a career transition, I'll write my name and then what my title would be. And then education steps to get there. And I, I do that all the time and just kind of seeing how it all like looks together, but I never write, how would it feel if I got this certification? Like, how would it feel if I got this degree? I just go, okay, get a degree, get a certification, do this, do that. And it's like, oh, these are just goals, but I never write how I would feel about getting those goals. Yeah. And I think by connecting to the feeling that will, that will be the inspiration that will help carry you through to those goals. When you have those really tough days, when you're like, I just want to chuck the whole thing because I'm feeling like, you know, but connecting to those feelings um, and doing it regularly, I think is very helpful to, to keep you motivated and, and most importantly, keep you inspired. Yeah. I think that's such good advice. Uh, before I let you go, I know that you do manifestation mentorships, transformation, coaching, energy healing. Is there anything that you would want to tell anybody listening? Cause if they're listening, they found this podcast for a reason and I'm so excited for them to be here when you're on the pod. But if you offer anything else or your podcast, please let them know because it's a treat. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find me. Uh, my podcast is Mindset to Manifestation. And so is my website. I have a Sunday night email that I send out. It's kind of like um, a little coaching session, so to speak. And it always connects with the message of the podcast. And I do have my um, manifestation transformation. There is that word. I love that word. Mentorship that's coming up in October. So you can find out more information about that. And I'm also on Instagram, same name as well. So I love Yay. connecting with the listeners and everything. So yeah, I'm available. Amazing. I will put all of her information in the show notes. And thank you so, so much, Christina. This was such a blast. I, I'm like really excited to do all of the work in a better, not a better way, but get back on the wagon. I'm excited for you too. <laughs> and please keep me posted. I want to hear what's, what it's like in 30 days from now, like how you're feeling. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everybody come back and let us know 30 days from now. Let's all do it together. Yeah. Fun. I love, <laughs> like I said, I love group, group growing and learning. So yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. See you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.